Fulkins Brothers Trucking, complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind since 1979. Call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. Hey, Hoagie's Garage, Tope. Yep, here we go again. Absolutely. Kind of looking forward to this one, too. I keep saying that too much. I'm evidently enjoying this way too much, bud. <laughs> well, you got to talk, Tope, and we got to talk racing. Well, sometimes it's probably better if they talk so people don't have to listen to me. But <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to this, though, too, because... It's not every day you get to talk to the owner of the track. Um, no. You know, we've we've had uh, Roger on down at Eagle. Um, it was good talking to him, and we got in trouble when we talked to him. So, uh, yeah, because we called the race the wrong type. And, and yeah. well, uh, yeah, I mean, we said three hundred fives instead of race savers. He just wants race savers. Yep, yep. You know, because, that's a whole different yeah, story. Let's not get into that. <laughs> but you know, Todd Queering at Houston's. Yep. You know, thank. Thanks, Todd, for yeah. opening Houston's again. Oh, yeah. But uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna probably say in there that you know, Hoagie's Garage podcast has you know like oh, a yeah. one one hundredth of a you yeah. know a very small part that yeah. we we do this podcast with every winter. You yeah. know, and it, it it's so much fun for us because. We get done with those podcasts, and what do we always say? We learn something new again. Oh, Never geez. knew that about him. You and, know? and a lot of times, God, what a great guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. or well, you gal. Just, you just you know? don't talk to him that often at the track. No. So. You know, I bump into a lot of people, but not that I'm talking to him when I bump into him. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to just seeing yep. what Todd has to say. Yep. You know, what's, what's you know, going on? How, how do you... Start the yeah. high banks, and is that going to keep going forward? And yeah, just we, we know he's building a new shop. We'll ask a little bit about that, hopefully, and learn absolutely. some stuff. You never so, know what we'll learn. Yeah. Maybe he'll have something new and exciting for us. All right. When we come back, we're going to have Todd Queering on. Hey, bud, when I talk about wrapping something, what do you think of? Uh, Christmas presents? Well, that's true, but that's not what I'm talking about here. See, every day you go to Octane, Inc., it does kind of feel like Christmas. It's not the same kind of wrapping, but, man, it's like getting a present every time you go there. These guys wrap everything. Snowmobiles, UTVs, golf carts, race cars, trailers. To be honest, if it moves, they can probably wrap it. You know what? It doesn't even have to move, Tobe. They wrap my ping pong table into the Iowa Hawkeye football field, and it looks amazing. That is true. I guess they also do hoodies, T-shirts, and hats, and other accessories. Bud, what the heck are you doing now? Well, you never know. Maybe Brett wants to pick up some other kind of wrapping. I don't think that's going to happen, but if you want to give him a call in T, South Dakota, it's Octane, Inc., 605-213-8343. Again, that's 605-213-8343. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage, and we're lucky enough to have Todd Queering with us tonight. So, Todd, start us off a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and what you got going. Well, I grew up in Wyndham, Minnesota, and uh, which was very close to Jackson Motorplex. And uh, I grew up uh, watching the races down there as a kid, and, and uh, you know went there growing up. And you know, similar to Doug Johnson, Doug and I were actually uh, he went to Jackson School District. I went to Wyndham, but uh, we actually lived right in the in the middle, and uh, so we knew each other fairly well uh, growing up. So. Uh, we were like lived like four miles apart so yeah so uh, went to uh 
Jackson Motorplex growing up and watch races there for years. And then we kind of got out of racing, like watching racing because we got into competitive sports. And I think I've spoken on some other podcasts like this too. And, and, uh, got back into racing, uh, just as a fan, probably when I was in college, you know, back in 90 or 1990 ish, right in there. So that, that's kind of started watching racing again, because I grew up watching racing. So that's kind of like my, my background. Yeah. So you were, when you were going to Jackson, when you were younger, that's when the bullseye was still on the one fairgrounds building. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually <laughs> there the night that, uh, you know, one of the cars flipped over. I think they've hit that a few times. So yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I, I didn't, we didn't go to Jackson a lot. Back then it was too far to drive. Now you don't think about that, but yeah, I can still remember the bullseye being on there. Hundred <laughs> percent, yes. Yeah. So your uh, your financial guy, Luke Lunt, um, is is kind of related to my brother's wife. It's actually his uh, uh, her nephew, but uh, the Lunts had a great racing career at Jackson. Yeah, Luke's, I think I, Luke's so grandpa. It'd be, I think. it'd be Luke's grandfather. Yeah, um, way before my time and i feel luke's time as well yes (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know how far back that went to be honest so um i was just just checking there that was kind of off the wall question there (laughs) we don't always follow the questions we have written down so uh uh, but luke's boy by the way is playing really well for uh, spirit lake football which is pretty cool um and hopefully hopefully maybe we see them down the road here so um, so getting back to Houston's a little bit, um, you decided to buy that and get that going again. Um, was there any like big obstacles for you to, to get the first races going? Uh, yeah. When Chuck Brennan and I, uh, started discussing, I mean, Chuck tried to sell me that way back when he wasn't going to do it anymore. And, uh, you know, I think when COVID hit, he, he, he called me and sent me a few texts and he said, uh, you know, Todd, the time is right, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, we ended up putting a deal together and, uh, got it bought. But as far as the obstacles, you know, a lot of people didn't like Chuck Brennan. I always actually, he never did anything wrong to me other than, you know, probably kind of wrecked our NSL deal, which was probably okay. You know, that, that was fine. We were trying to start a Midwest deal, get all the racetracks together and so mm-hmm. forth, but that, that's okay. We work really good with Knoxville right now. And that's really, you know, I mean, Fargo and, and Grand Forks and Cedar Lake, and we all got to work together, but uh, the obstacles were um, just getting the system up into place. I mean, he kept the grounds mode. He kept, uh, oh, yeah. you know, the race, the, the, the racetrack was not in racing shape. So we had to get that into racing shape, but, uh, you know, to put on the first race, which was an all-star race. And, you know, we had, you know, a lot of people there that first night. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, give Chuck a few kudos for, like at least keeping the facility up. There, there, I know everyone there, there doesn't like weed, it, but there wasn't a weed growing anywhere when you'd ride by. He kept a full-time staff out there mowing. Mm-hmm. And so you have to give him a little credit for that. I know every, he, he didn't know much about racing. Um, I don't know Chuck that well. Um, I wrote him a nice check and, and, uh, you know, I think it's in better hands right now because we understand it. Well, you yeah. know, we understand racing, you know, and the business part of it. So, uh, 
Yeah, it, it was a challenge, but uh, you know we have good, a good team in place to, you know, we're all about challenges. I mean, that's what we do. You know, that's that's actually what I do is is challenges. So it, it's fun stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you enjoy it because that makes it fun <laughs> for us. So, but, um, I, yeah, getting back to that real quick, I know exactly where I was when I found out that. You bought Husits and it was going to get back up running because I was up north in East Battle Lake in my brother's cabin. <laughs> we were sitting around after we were done fishing and we're like, hold it. Did you guys just get this message? <laughs> so um, to need, needless to say, we're not the only ones that are absolutely thrilled that Husits is back. So, um, High Bank Nationals put them on for Cups. It's an amazing event. And I mean, you can't beat having something like that around. Um, so when it's going, I mean, you got the dates for this year. It's going to keep going. Is it going to keep getting bigger, or what are we looking at there? Uh, it, bigger, as in, you know, I, I'm not sure about purse because we have a pretty very stout purse. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, you're starting so, to run out of camper space. If we're yeah, so I mean, we're going to continue to grow that the camper space, you know. And if anyone's ever been to Eldora, they only have maybe they have less uh, fifty amp plugins than we do. So everyone's used to dry camping. So after I purchased Houston Speedway, I purchased the fifty acres across the road too from uh, Mike Coughlin. He owns a nursery across the road, so oh, I own the fifty acres across the road as well. I own on top of the hill. I bought that from the neighbor, um, uh, Dave, who's no longer here in Bonnie lean. So they were nice enough to sell that to me, which we're building our shop and so forth there. We'll get into that later, but we will have plenty of camper space, parking space. So yes, the, um, the goal is to continue to get it bigger and it will grow. And if anyone understands, you know, how, these big races are working. You always have the Knoxville nationals, which is the granddaddy. Oh, yeah. uh, you have, yep. you have Eldora is another granddaddy. Well, they are in July and August. Hence why we put ours in June. And right now, I mean, I, we have some, we have some work to do, but I think those three events are going to be like, like your uh, three horse racing events that, that oh, are like triple the, crown in the triple crown. So, you know, I mean, other tracks need to step up, but they have a long ways to go to step up and, and uh, we're not being egotistical, but we're willing to do that. And we've shown that and we're going to continue to grow that event. Um, our ticket sales, our pre-sales, uh, I sit in on some weekly meetings and so forth. They're continuing to enhance that. So yeah, we're just going to continue to, to grow it. Do we want to compete with uh, the other events? That's why we put it in June. Sure. No, we yeah. don't. We want to work with them. So, yeah. um, you know, I think that's part of growing this sport. And the sport is changing. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. Now, just because I'm curious, and I'm, I, I'm a sign guy, so I stand on the highway. If you got the camping on the other side of the road, is there some way we're going to handle the people coming back, walking back and forth, or...? Well, we still have, you know, unless it floods, we still have plenty of room down there oh, yeah. that, uh, that, to put campers. But uh, I'm not sure everyone knows this, but that road is going to be a five-lane, or a turn lane in the center, a four-lane road with a five-lane in the middle, uh, finished, completed by 2028 from Brandon all the way down 
to the exit or to the T down in the south end. Okay. So yeah, that that changes things a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, there's some there's some opportunity to maybe put some underground things in there at that point when they tear up the road sure. and so forth. But you know, that's kind of vision down the road. But uh, yeah, I think I think there's some things there that. Uh, are probably going to happen, but you know, it's work in progress, sure. you know, it's, you know, three, four years away, but we're building in that direction. Yeah. And we're also building the facility in segments of that direction. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't do it all in one year. That just ain't financially feasible. Probably. <laughs> yeah. You can't, spend, well, you can't spend sometimes the fight. So, Sometimes the financial is the easy part. It's trying to get the you know, state and everything yes. to work together. Yep. And so you just have to take and, and work with the community and everything to do that. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Lester here. I'm on town council and we have railroad tracks and we're trying to get a walking path to go through the railroad tracks. And oh, absolutely. You don't do nothing That's, with the railroad. That, that just <laughs> takes, it's been like three, four years and we're still trying to make it work, but we'll see. But, uh, understand yeah so it seems like you do an excellent job todd of trying to reach all the fans um you know you've had the midgets come in for a couple times and they put on some awesome shows um now you got the late model uh silver dollar nationals um is that just kind of your goal is you know hit all the fans that are out there you know Doug Johnson and I work closely with that. I mean, Doug does an awesome job of, you know, bringing in different events and that type of thing. And we talk about them a lot in our meetings weekly and with our whole team. And and the midget deal, I mean, Houston's is an awesome midget track. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that. probably one of the one of the best in the country as far as a midget track. We just don't have a lot of midgets up here. We don't have a lot of midget fans up here because they don't understand the racing's really good. I've, I've said that midgets. several times on the show that the people, they, they, they missed out by not coming to them two weekends. So that was our show. That wasn't our show. That was Matt Wood's show. Yep. So Matt came to us and put on that show. So we just did a, you know, a, we wanted to try it. And Matt did that i think what was it two years we did that yep, yep. and then matt had a vision of a five-year to build it program but you know matt's life changed he sold his elk Grove ford and and he, he went a different direction and, and uh always good friends with him and everything so he came to us and just said we're not going to do that well then the silver dollar nationals we want to put on big events there's no doubt about it and we'd like to get another midget event back there maybe once per year but maybe in time, but the silver dollar nationals, when, when Kaziski's family sold the I 80, they, it was their deal to place that they built that event and they selected Houston's to put that event on because they knew we could house it. We could finance it. We could put, you know, we knew what we were doing. They knew what we were doing with the deal. So yeah. we want to continue to build that. Uh, I thought last year, was good. Uh, we all thought it was good for the first year. Uh, you know, remember, Houston's holds almost 10,000 people. Yeah. And a lot of these other tracks, even I 80 might hold 3,500. So when it looks full, Houston's might not look that full, but we might have four, 5,000 people there. So yeah. that's what people kind of don't understand. Houston's is a big, a, a big, big venue. capacity racetrack. It's a big capacity, small yeah. track, but big, big capacity. So we're, we're very happy with the first year. Um, uh, you know, weather played a part, um, 
our track prep guys learn a lot. You know, it's a way different deal doing a late model track prep than it is sprint cars. So they learned a lot. Taylor and Greg learned a lot on that. And uh, we're going to continue to build that. We're really excited about the late model event there. Yeah. I've, I've taken several different people with me over the years in the push truck. And I tell them, you know, they say, oh, there ain't very many people here tonight. And I said, well, just take that far north section and count how many people are in there. You know, right away you got 100, 120 people in that one section. I said, well, now look, it fills up as it goes towards the middle. I mean, there's way more people there than you realize. And you watch some of them other tracks and they got a sold out packed crowd. Well, then I tell them, I said, all they got's the bottom section of bleachers at that track. You know, that's all the yeah, other I mean, tracks have. So I mean, it's deceiving how many people are at Houston. We want more people there, obviously, oh, yeah. but it's, uh, we're, we're happy with where we're at Yeah. right now. Do, would, do, off the wall here, would you have a, like an average number for the weekly shows of fans off the top of your head? Um, yeah, I mean, it, so our, our ticketing is, is a little bit different because we blend our back gate and our front gate. And then, you know, we have suites and comps yep. and all that. So I, I, I will tell you this on a weekly show in our facility, suites, everything on a weekly show, our average is about 2,500 people. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's front back gate, everything that's yep. all put together. So, which I will tell you, I'm big and Doug is too. And so is Ryan and Taylor. So that's our management is, building the weekly show we have a, a an awesome weekly crowd at houston's yep. and we're going to continue to build that weekly show and we love the three classes we have and we're going to continue to build that weekly show it's it just we're going to continue to do the right things to do that because people want to come out on sunday night and have a quick show and we want to be out of there believe me if we don't wreck cars we want to be out of there at 10 after 10 we want we want to be done at 10 after 10 so uh, we're going to continue to do the right things and, and put money behind our weekly shows because Houston's is about a weekly show yep. and the Rubens did a great job through the years to build this racetrack. They just never had a lot of big shows. So we're going to blend them both together. We're going to put on big shows and continue to build that weekly show. So that's for, for me, that's awesome when you get done at 10 o'clock because I'm not smart enough to leave when the races are over. So then a little <laughs> luck, I'm still out there by 11.30, maybe home by midnight. So if you don't get done till 11, then I'm not home till 1 because I still ain't smart enough to leave. <laughs> uh, the, the dirt vision thing has become, I mean, absolutely huge for you guys also. I mean, I, I don't know the numbers on that or anything, but all the rumors I have, you, you guys are the only ones that run Sunday night. So anybody that loves racing... They're watching. Yeah, so we have a we have a nice following, and part of that is is we have a great weekly show. Yeah, you know, if you don't have a great weekly show, and you don't have, it. you're not going to watch it. So we have the East Coast followers on a Sunday night. We have the Midwest, and we have the West Coast. You know, which is a little bit early for them, but they can at least chime in and watch the feature. So it, it's it, it is it's good. The Dirt Vision deal. Um, I say Dirt Vision is, let's just call it pay-per-view because, yeah. uh, you know, at, at currently we have a, a contract with uh, Dirt Vision, but there's others out there as well. And, oh, yeah. and uh, you know, and honestly, we're big enough where we could probably do our own right now. So, yep. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of different pay-per-views out there. We, we pay for quite a few different ones through the year. <laughs> but, um the high limits came this year, put on a great show, I thought, and that whole series has taken off. 
Um, have they even started contacting or doing anything for like next year or anything like that or don't know nothing yet or can't talk about uh, it yet? No, I'll talk about it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the biggest reasons that we put that in there was, is, is, uh, first of all, you know, Brad Sweet does, a, I think, a, a nice job at what yep. he's doing. You know, they got Kyle Larson racing and so forth. But uh, we tried to keep some cars around. The Jackson Nationals, we talk about Jackson a lot. Yep. Dude, the fact that, you know, I mean, Houston's is really kind of, I'm going to say, our primary focus. And that's just due to the fact the fan base and, and our weekly show and that type of thing. We just can't get the fan draw to Jackson. So we focused on on Houston's we're not giving up on Jackson. We just need to have less shows and probably better shows. So we put this show in at Houston's to try to keep, keep people around, keep the cars around and so forth for, for the Jackson nationals. And it actually worked out really well. We had a fair amount of people there on Tuesday night for the high limit race and good race and everything was good. So um, as far as moving forward, you know, I don't know what's going on there. I, I actually know a little bit, but I've heard rumors that sure. um, they're buying the All Stars and oh, they're going to yeah. run a like a fifty race schedule and so forth. So, um, you know, I guess we'll just time will tell where that goes. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to try to compete with the Outlaws or you know they're going to run the All Star schedule like it is and then put their thirteen races in there. But uh, you know, I mean, obviously. We have a good relationship, uh, you know, with with uh, the world of outlaws and Dirt Vision. But you know, we're probably going to work with with a high limit deal, yep. you know, moving forward as well. So um, we're kind of holding back on our schedule. We're, our schedule is going to be very solid next year. I will tell everyone that it's going to be very, very, you know, comparable to what it was this year. Um, there might be a couple added deals in there for for people, but. Uh, you know, we'll just see. We'll, we'll blend yeah. it in, and, and and we'll see. So it really, they really have to announce their schedules. I mean, our high limit deal that date's done, and you know, our, our most of our stuff's done. It's just our added events. So yeah. the outlaws need to announce their schedule, and sort of the high limits, all stars, yeah. whatever they're going to do, and then we'll move behind that. Yeah, you don't want to make, you don't want to put anything out there, and then you don't know what they're doing. It's <laughs> really hard right. to say anything, but. No. Well, they, it's their deal. It's yep. their series. So they yep. got to, they got to, they got to present us with something at some point. So, um, our all-star or our outlaw deal is solid. You know, our high, yep. our high bank nationals, that's solid. That's all good. So, and so is our separate dollar for the late model. And then our weekly shows are solid as well. So, yeah. So kind of the, you know, we have a little bit more, but, uh, you know, Basically, what what else is all going on at Houston's? Uh, you know, you're moving the shop, um, the number two car shop, down to Houston's, and you know what else? What else do you have going on? Yeah, so when I bought Houston's, I mean, obviously, I live over there as well, and my wife and I do at least, and I live over there as well in South Dakota, and we continue to build every year. So let's talk about the turn for entrance where your main entrance coming down Houston's you're going to see a big change next year you're going to see a change as in and it's kind of hard to explain but we're going to put a huge retaining wall up and cut that hill out of there and behind the turn four suite we're going to put a fan zone 
where you can, and we're going to put all of our, it's going to be terraced down. So you can watch from, from around that area and you can go back there and grab a beer and food and it'll all be one level area from where it is now. And that's going to be a huge improvement. It, like I said, it's hard to explain. We'll put some uh, renderings out here shortly because we're going to start digging into it here in the next couple of weeks. And then uh, obviously people know we're putting our office, our corporate office and race shop up on top of the hill there, which is a pretty nice build. And they're starting that right now. Uh, everything's leveled and, and everything's, everything's ready to go up there. So I feel the, our timeline there is is spring to get moved into there by spring. So our race shop will move over there next spring. Uh, so will our corporate office, and uh, I'll still keep an office in in Windham, Minnesota as well. And then uh, we have one in Frankenwood, Michigan, and uh, so we'll keep those offices. But uh, that'll be our primary office over there. That's awesome. Yeah. The the. Where you're saying the one level, so basically after you go in and pay, you'll be able to go up to that area instead of going out, you know, back out like you had to this year to go to the shirts and all that. Is that what, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that'll all be one area. So imagine walking up that, that, I'm going to call it the runway, up the little banking as you come in and you go to the first concession stand off to the right so that'll all be cut back out of there and there'll be a 30 foot retaining wall. So there'll be a huge behind to the North of the suite. Yep. There'll be a huge level area where we'll be able to house bands playing after the races. There'll be a big beer garden out there. So let's just say you want to go out there and just hang out and watch any feature, just come to the races. We'll have some big screen TVs out there. So when you come into the facility, where the where the basically where the t-shirt uh, yeah. trailers are yeah. you'll be in the facility you won't have to exit out and go in you'll be in already so yes, and then we're also gonna we're also gonna change the entrance from the hill coming down that it goes straight to the pit area so there's more room up by turn three and four so the fans can like our, our, our gates will move they'll push to the south they or the basically the east they'll push to the east there so okay. yep 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 that all that all sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> just just opening things up for larger crowds. Sure. That's what we're doing and making more of a fan experience so we can have different fan experiences there. So that's what it's all about. Oh, that's that's great. Uh, you know, Tobe and I, we need to we need to thank you for, you know, we we feel like we're such a really super small part of Houston's, but I think <laughs> we we get a chance to talk to the winners after every Houston's race. And, you know, I think the public just gets to find out a little bit more about these drivers, you know, and I, I, I hear that all the time from them. Geez, I didn't know that at all about this guy, you know, and I, I just appreciate the chance of letting us do that all the time. Well, we appreciate you guys, you know, the old propane pusher, you know, we don't forget <laughs> about that. So it's a, uh, it's it's all about our weekly show. Our weekly show at Houston is like none other. I've been across the country and big events. We have a very unique weekly show and we're going to continue to build that. And that's, what's part of this fan base. And, and I know Doug thinks the same way. So does Ryan and Taylor. And, and, and when we talk about that, like we're going to invest in this, our weekly show along with our big shows. A lot of people just want to do big shows and be done with it. 
our Houston's crowd is unbelievable. I mean, our sweet holders, our corporate sponsors, you know, you guys come in every, every Sunday night, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a pretty cool atmosphere there. Yeah, it, it is. And it always has been. And it's really great that it still is. Um, just, I got to ask just cause I'm, I do them things, but, um, the red rock along the North side of the pits, are we going to get rid of that ever? Where we we gotta drive around and we push them like for the we put heat in them you know we, I don't like the red rocks I gotta ask is that gonna leave? I usually drive through the grass. <laughs> the red rock I don't understand. What Just you're on the north side of the pits where the haulers are parked we make a loop around when we fire them like when they all fire out back then we drive to that red rock road where they pull in on. Oh no well I think you have to deal with that for a while because we we might make it a, a I think they. Um, I think they messed up our, our our guys when they put in the. We're not going to pave it. Put it that way. Okay. So. Okay. I just I if just pave it, I got to ask. You know, I, I can I can pave that, but I'm going to charge you sixty bucks for a pit pass, and I don't know if that'll fly. So. <laughs> well, don't no, don't do that. Then I'll just keep driving in the grass. We don't want to piss everybody off. <laughs> I'm not well, that important. Well, anyway. I actually I, I was actually going to put some signs up there because we're tired of replanting that grass. So you're going to have to grab on the rock. Oh, well, then I'll have to obey the signs. I don't want to get fired either. <laughs> He's got like a, what, 70 pickup, and he can't drive on the rocks. I mean, it's a 79. Geez, it's told just you. about new. We gave 50 bucks for that truck when Dad bought it. <laughs> the one thing I want to challenge, everyone thinks that Todd, Doug, Taylor, and Ryan, the, the guys that run the show there, are just all sprint cars. We, we're... We want to put on some type of other. I mean, obviously, we have the the Silver Dollar Nationals, yep. and we have our we have our late model street stocks every week, which those guys are awesome. I love. I mean, I love watching those well, guys every show. last every last one of them. So everyone wonders why don't we put in hobbies? Why don't we put in all the you know the modifies? Why don't we do that? Okay, here's what I'm going to challenge everybody. We can't do that and be done by ten o'clock. Okay? <laughs> no. First of all. First of all, we can't do that on a weekly show. No. So let's challenge all our listeners. I'm challenging them. Let's build a big fender car show, and we can run it on a Saturday, Sunday. Maybe it's in September. Maybe it's you know yeah. whenever one's done. We don't want to step on you know I ninety. We don't want to step on Park Jefferson, Rock Rapids. We want to. Those guys have their deal. We don't want to mess with that. We we want to have them be you know, good, friendly neighbors. Yep. So everyone wants to race their stock cars and their fender cars at Houston's. I'm all for that. Let's just find a time to do it. Yep. And we're all ears. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. that's the thing you just said right there is something I don't think happened in the past. People didn't care about stepping on toes. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you guys as tracks are trying to work together to make this all happen for all the tracks. That's a that's business one oh one right there. You just yeah. I mean, you you let you know, if you let these other guys do what they're gonna do. I mean, we're we're not we can't race twelve classes of cars every night anyway, you know. So but I will challenge everybody, let's find a time. Let's put out a big fender car show at Houston's have a big bonanza some weekend. There you go. It'll be fun to watch. That's awesome. You bet. We're gonna do our thing with the sprint cars and our yeah. late model street stocks, but let's uh Let's challenge everybody. Let, let's let's see what we don't want to step anyone's toes, but uh, we could have a big bonanza there some weekend. You yeah, bet. Big year end thing for the classes. There's the challenge Possibly. to everybody. Yeah. You bet. Well, Todd, if you have anything else at the end that you need to share or throw at us, you can. But we're going to hit you with some rapid fire questions here. 
All right. All right. Fire what's, away. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, vanilla with some chocolate on top. Any walnuts? I got to put walnuts on mine when I put chocolate on it. Hate walnuts. Hate walnuts. Okay, don't put none of that <laughs> on there then. <laughs> uh, cat or a dog person? Um, as long as it's my neighbors, I'll take a dog. Cats, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying pretty much no to either one in your house. So this one, I have a feeling I know what this one is. But besides racing, what's your hobby? Uh, a lot of hobbies. I'm watching baseball right now. I'm watching the Houston four to nothing over Texas. I like baseball, I like football. Okay. What about hunting? Oh, hunting is just something that comes naturally. So that's, that's <laughs> a hobby. That's just built in. So. <laughs> I, I, I've, we've seen the animals. Yeah, we got to see so the office. We were, so we were over there. Luke gave us a little tour. So those are pretty impressive. Um, how about a favorite movie? It's 100% Days of Thunder. There you go. Are you a snow or rain guy? Snow. Um, if you're going to be stranded on an island, what album type of music would you want to have along to listen to? I'm kind of a country guy. No rap. <laughs> no rap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you there a bit. So you traveled several places. Is there one place that's your favorite place to go out to eat? Um, I really honestly like Manny's Steakhouse in Minneapolis. I don't like downtown Minneapolis anymore, but I love Manny's Steakhouse. There you nope, go. it's downtown Minneapolis. I ain't going there. No, never mind. <laughs> um, how about a favorite holiday? Um, you know, Thanksgiving, I think. What, what app on your phone do you use the most? Mm, that's probably a tough one because I have so many of them. So, uh. I'll skip that one. I don't okay. really know. I got it. That's fine. That's perfect. Um, Maybe he wants to skip this next one. Too. Well, he we'll might, see. but we'll see. The last one, pretty hard. You can't beat the last guy. He didn't have any. So, um, well, how many speeding tickets have you gotten in your lifetime? You know what? I've had probably three or four, oh. but I have not had one in fifteen years. That's, oh, that's a good number. There. Yeah, but, it's but, hard. But I'm, but I'm a pretty good salesperson. So <laughs> The last one I had, the last one I had, I'll tell you guys, I was going through Rock Rapids, coming from Okaboji from my house, going to Houston's, and I was 55 in Iowa. You know, I don't know why yep. you guys are like that there, but I was going 59, and he pulled me over. Really? Yeah, he, he asked me why I was in a hurry, and I said, well, I'm just going to Houston Speedway. He looked at my license, and he goes, Todd you know what, go to the races, have a good night, is all he said. So, I don't know who was it, was sheriff, so. Yeah, 59, that's getting a little nitpicky. Oh, I know, I, he's 59 as well. Last time was, I got so. pulled over, I was 67. <laughs> so, speaking of that, what's what's the fastest you've ever driven on the highway or been in a car with someone going down the highway? Mm. So, I had a BMW M6 once, and probably with my older son Taylor going 145 probably that's, that's fast moving enough. right along that's good 50 60 mile an hour faster than I've ever gone but um what's your favorite drink or go-to beverage um black cherry white claw at the racetrack I'm not a beer guy there you go uh if money was no object is there a car or something that you've always wished that you could own? 
Um, you know what? <laughs> Not really, because everyone asks why Todd doesn't have a whole bunch of sports cars. I have one. I have a sprint car team, and that's kind of my sports car. There so, you go. Not really. No, not really. I mean, I'd rather have, you know, I mean, I'm kind of a plain guy, you know. I like jets and stuff like that, which we, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to upgrade anytime soon. But I, I have a sprint car, and that's kind of my car. Yeah, you know, well, so. That's what half the people we talk to, you know, the racers, they'd love to have a 410 sprint car. That's what they want. So <laughs> even our little... Go-kart guys we've interviewed, that's their dream in life. So, Well, we, I mean, we're hoping David Gravel can catch Brad Sweet, but it, it's going to be really tough. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Um, you know, I mean, not to dwell on that a lot. No. Brad's a heck of a points racer. Yep. David's a good points racer, too. We've had a few mechanical malfunctions with some rounds and things like that. But you know what? It is what it is. I'm one of those guys. I'd rather go win races. You know, <laughs> I mean, take take points racing aside. Yeah. I, I mean, if Donnie shots, him and I are good friends, and he's won points races. You know, I mean, he he's 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 a champion. Yeah. I'd rather go win races. I want to win races. I don't. I don't want to say I don't care about the points. Yeah. Because the drivers make their money like that. But. I would rather go win races, guys. That's just my opinion. And I'd rather win 20 races a year, which we're probably not going to because we're at 10 or 11 or whatever. Yeah. If you count the, but, uh, you know, we could probably be at 12 or 13. And sometimes to points race, you need to settle for or fifth or something, yep. or third or fourth. Yep. And I'd rather go for the win every single mm-hmm. night. Take nothing away from the points, guys. You know, that's, yeah. that's all good. I want to go win races, you know. And if you happen to get a points title with that, that's just an added bonus. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. So that's just my opinion. Yep. You know, everyone has their opinion. Oh, so. well, yeah. We all got them, just like other things on our body, but we won't go into that term either. But you bet. <laughs> well, Todd, we're excited to see the changes keep happening at Husets. And, you know, the one thing that every – Pretty much every guy that we talk to about Husets, the one thing that they absolutely love is just how professional you guys are and just the way they're treated when they go there. You know, we work on that every year, and that's just kind of part of, like, how we run business. And it doesn't matter what business we own or operate. We try to treat everyone, you know, and, and want to make them come back. You know, it's a, that's just what we do. And, and uh, let's just keep building it. And I appreciate what you guys do, too. And I appreciate you guys coming every Sunday night with the old propane. Well, we're going to have to apologize now, then, because there is a pretty good chance we're going to miss one night next year. <laughs> Todd Weikert invited us out to his dad's memorial race. He wants us to come out there and do some podcasts out there. So we may have to miss Memorial Weekend out here. Well, Todd's a good guy. He's a, he supports Houston. So yep. I'm a good friend of Todd's too as well. So, sure. you know, go out and do that. I've been out there. I, I've never been to that race, but I've been to Port, you know, yep. uh, several times. And the one thing, you guys should take a donation so we can pave that that red rock area i'll, I'll that, mention I mean, that to todd while we're out there and see if he wants to put his name on a paved stretch of road at the track we can make it the weikert memorial highway there or something we could call it he, he's a good guy him and i both love hunting and we've gotten to know each other pretty well you know the past several years so he's a great guy great for the sport all right well todd and we, we, we got to mention falcons too oh Falcons absolutely. boys well Falcons boys i mean they're, they're good friends of mine and yep. they support Houston Speedway, like, 
you wouldn't believe. So, I mean, with, guy, with all guys like that, I mean, it makes it hard for us to put on these big shows. So John and Steve do a, a great job, and, and we got to give them a shout-out as well. Uh, so. Being you brought them up, Steve's the one taking us out there. <laughs> we're taking his motorhome. If, if this all comes through in the end, we're going out with Steve in the motorhome. So. No, they're great guys. It's so. going to be a lot of fun, I think, so. All right. All good, guys. Appreciate the time. Thank thank you you for coming on. All right. Hey, Toe, you know, every once in a while, I want to go to Knoxville or Pella, and I have troubles finding a place to stay. Do you have any good ideas of where a guy could stay? Heck, I'd try the Turn 2 Lodge, bud. It's a house right north of the track. I think you can probably hear the races. You ain't have to leave till the races start. Walk down. If you're in the area, whatever, visiting anything, I'd check out the Turn 2 Lodge. Find it on the Airbnb. I got the right button this time, right, bud? We're good got to go? It. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh. Hey, he did have some new stuff for us. He did. They're doing a little dirt work, and they're making a fan zone, I think he called it. Yeah. it. That's going to be interesting to it's see. It's 30-foot retaining yeah, wall, Toe. just a little wall. 30 foot's up that, there. That's a long way. <laughs> Three stories. Oh, but it sounds like it's going to be a really cool place. It's going to be neat. I I don't know. I may, I'm going to have to walk up and check it out. Oh, I'm sure. Can, we, yeah. Well, see, I, I'm going to just park the truck and then walk up there and check it out. Yeah. You get there early enough, you can do that. Well, I got time. Yeah. If yeah. I have to, I leave 10 minutes earlier. But no, great, great fun to talk to him. Nice guy. You know, I've talked to him just, you know, in passing at the pitch. You know, you say hi to him. He's busy on race night, so I don't bother him, but. Um, this is the first time I've actually sat, no, I didn't sit down face to face, but phone to phone and talk with him, and then I enjoyed it. And then you whine about riding on Red Rock. No, I didn't whine. I just oh, you kind of whine. No, I just told him I'd drive on the grass, and now he's going <laughs> to put signs up so I can anymore. So, <laughs> But we'll talk oh. with Mr. Weikert. We'll see if we can get the, uh, the Weikert Memorial <laughs> oh, Highway. Oh, if you help, just, me, if you help me remember, I'll ask you. Anything for you, Tobe. Anything you, you for you. You help me remember by next spring if we get out there, and I'll ask. Yeah, you know I, me, I'm not that shy. I, I don't I don't know if you have that much pull, Tobe. I but don't have any pull, do. but I won't, I'm not afraid to ask. <laughs> just like we go pheasant hunting. What can they say? You ask them, they say no. <laughs> and you go somewhere else. There you go. All right, but thanks, Todd, for coming on and just sharing all the information. It was absolutely awesome, and we really appreciate it.